If you have a problem, like when you can't figure out what to do, or when you need someone to save you from a dangerous situation, who is the one who can help you? Who is the one you should call on? It's God. God can help you. God is the strongest one of all. He is there to help you whenever you need it. He can save you from dangerous problems. Our memory verse today talks about God, and it says that you should call on God to help you. Our memory verse is found in Psalm 55:16. Now, the book of Psalms is kind of near the middle of the Bible. It's the biggest book in the Bible with 150 chapters. The chapter that our memory verse is in today is chapter 55 in the book of Psalms. And in this psalm, it's verse 16. So first you have to find the book, which is Psalms, then find chapter 55, and then verse 16. This verse says, As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Psalm 55, 16. Yes, this is right from God's true word, the Bible. So we know that it's true because it's God's words. God does not tell any lies. He is completely perfect. He gave us his word, the Bible, so we can read it and learn more about him and come to believe in him. This verse says, as for me. Well, here it's talking about you and a choice that you have to make. You have to make a choice for yourself and I have to make the choice for myself. When it says, as for me, that means that no matter what anyone else does, this is your choice, your decision. And the person who wrote this psalm made a decision. They said, as for me, I will call upon God. The person who wrote this psalm decided to call upon God whenever they need something. They made up their mind. They said, I will do this. No one made the choice for them. They made up their mind. They said, I will call upon God. No matter what they needed, they chose to call on God. God is the strongest one of all. He is completely good, and he wants to help you with your problems. Will you make that decision to call upon God like the person who wrote this psalm did? The last part of the verse says, The Lord shall save me. Now the Lord, that's another name for God. We call him the Lord God, or we call him God, or we call him the Lord. The Lord means the one who is. You see, God has always existed. He always is. No one created God. He always was, and he always will be. The Lord made everything in the world, but nobody made the Lord God, and the Lord will save me. You see, the person who wrote this psalm knew he could depend on God to help him because God is the strongest one of all. You can depend on God. You can count on him. Psalm 55, 16. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Psalm 55, 16. Now, if you have never received Jesus as your Savior, you have to first call on God to save you from your sin's punishment, and you can make that decision today. But if you have already done that and received Jesus as your Savior, then you are God's child. And when you don't know what to do, you can ask God, 
and he will show you what to do. If you want to do something that is wrong, you need to ask God to help you not to do that thing. And God will give you the strength to say no and do what's right. Whatever you need, you can call on God to help you. God is the one who can help you. When you call on God, it shows that you believe God can do it. God can help you. And God wants you to please him. When you call on God, then it shows you're depending on God to help you. That he is the strongest one of all. And he is always there to help you. Psalm 55, 16. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Psalm 55, 16. a robot is? A robot is something like when an engineer makes a robot out of materials, things like metal or wires or things like this, and then they program it to do certain things. Now, the robot can't just decide what it gets to do. No, the robot does what it's programmed to do. So, if you make a robot and you want it to sweep the floor, then you would have to make it and program it and design it to sweep the floor. But do you think that the robot could just jump up and down and sing and dance as well? No, not if you didn't program it to do that. The robot can only do things that the designer, the one who made it, made it be able to do. If you don't design the robot to sing and dance, then it can't do that. But you're different from a robot. You're different in many different ways. One way you're different from a robot is that you can make choices. God made you in that way. He made all people with the option to choose to make decisions. And let's think of some choices that maybe you have already made today. Maybe you made a choice to get out of bed and to eat your breakfast. Perhaps you made a choice where to sit on the bus to school. Or maybe you made a decision of what to buy at the shop when you had break today at school. There's many decisions that you can make every day. And sometimes choices can be hard. There was a man in the Bible named Elimelech. And Elimelech and his wife, Naomi, discovered that they had a very hard choice. Now, they lived in a place called Bethlehem. Bethlehem is still a real place today. There in Bethlehem, they had land and everything seemed to be going well. But it only really looked like that. It really wasn't truly going well because all over the land, 
people were choosing to do what they wanted instead of what God had said. The people did not love God and obey what God commanded. Instead, they chose to do what they wanted to do. God was displeased. God was not happy with how the people were acting. So God sent a famine. A famine means there's no or very little food. The crops would fail. There was very little food to eat. You might choose your own way instead of God's way, but God knows what you're doing and he deals with your sin. The people should have known that, but they didn't seem to care. Life was difficult when the famine came. Elimelech and Naomi were asking each other, what will we do? Now they had two sons, and their two sons were named Malon and Chilion. It was hard for Naomi and Elimelech to watch their two sons barely have enough to eat. One day, Elimelech came home and he said, I heard today that there's bread in Moab. I just don't know what to do. Now Moab was another place. Now this was a hard choice. Could they be sure that there was bread and food in Moab? Naomi and Elimelech were Jews. The Jews are God's chosen people. Naomi and Elimelech should have known what God had said. God promised to take care of his people if they obeyed him. God didn't want his people going to the country of Moab because there in the country of Moab, people worshipped idols and false gods and the people who lived there were enemies of the Jews. So would going to Moab be the right choice? It would not be the right choice to go to Moab because God did not want his people going there. But Elimelech and Naomi, they did go to Moab. So they made their choice. And this choice was against what God had said. Sometimes it's easy to choose to do the wrong thing. We are born that way, wanting to do the wrong thing. The Bible says, for all have sinned. That means everyone, everyone, all of you and me have been born wanting to sin. Sin is when you go your own way instead of God's way. How many times have you chosen to tell a lie? Like when you did not do your homework and when your teacher asked you, you said you forgot. That's a lie. Maybe you've chosen to use bad language, like using curse words or calling people bad names. Is that God's way? No, that's making the wrong choice. That's doing sin. And going against God is easy, but it's foolish and it's bad. That was how it was for Elimelech and Naomi. Soon, they packed up everything. They said goodbye to their relatives and their friends there in Bethlehem. And they may have said, we'll be back soon, as they went off to Moab. Now, when they arrived, it was just as they heard. There was food in Moab. They must have enjoyed eating some of that food. It seemed they had made the right choice to go to Moab. They set up everything, and it seemed to be going well. But later, Elimelech, the father, he died. Naomi, the wife, was very, very sad. But at least she had her two boys, Malon and Chilion. And they were now grown up. They could work. They could provide food for the family. Well, down there in Moab, the two sons, Malin and Chilion, they had to make choices too. 
they were deciding, who should we get married to? They didn't go back to Bethlehem to see if they could marry someone from the Jewish people who worship God. Instead, Malan and Chilion chose to marry women right there from Moab. If Elimelech had stayed in Bethlehem, Malan and Chilion would never have faced that choice. But this decision their father made to go to Moab affected them too. And your choices will also affect others. If you choose to go to places where your parents have told you not to go there, you might end up in the wrong group. Maybe people that you know are doing wrong things. If you choose to be mean to someone, then other people might join in and join you by being mean to that person too. If you choose to read the Bible and go to church because you love Jesus, your parents will see that following the Lord Jesus means a lot to you. Suppose you choose to be friendly to a new kid at your class. Who might be affected by that choice? Maybe other people in your class will begin to be friendly to them. Your choices make a difference to others. Your good choices will affect others, and your bad choices will too. And because Malan and Chilion lived in Moab, they married Moabite women. Moabites were the people who lived in Moab. These two Moabite women were called Ruth and Orpah. But then Malan and Chilion died. Naomi was so sad. She missed her husband. She missed her sons. There was no one to care for her. And one day in Moab, Naomi heard some news. And the news was very good. They said, there's food again in Bethlehem. The Lord has been kind to his people there. Should Naomi go back to Bethlehem? Naomi must have thought a lot before she made her decision. What would she have thought about that? It had been 10 years since she had left Bethlehem. What would it be like there now? It would be a long journey to get back to Bethlehem. Even in Bethlehem, Naomi would be very poor. But she decided, I will go back. Maybe she realized that going to Moab was not a very smart choice. So Naomi told her two daughter-in-laws, Ruth and Orpah, I've decided to return to Bethlehem. And you know what they said? They said, we will go with you. Oh, I'm sure Naomi was very nervous about going to Bethlehem again. She had been away from Bethlehem for 10 years. And now she was coming back to Bethlehem with nothing and very poor. And she looked older too. But she decided to return to Bethlehem. And was she right? Oh, I'm sure she was right. She realized that she and her husband had made the mistake of going to Moab. So Naomi wanted to go back to her own land and to her own people. Maybe you have made a wrong choice. Maybe you have chosen bad friends to be around you. Or you have chosen to disobey your parents. Maybe you've chosen to stop reading your Bible. If you have chosen those things, then you are disobedient to God. And today, God shows you how wrong you are. If you're truly sorry about making those wrong choices, tell God you're sorry. You can tell him now, even now. You can tell him, you can pray to him and tell him you are sorry for making those wrong choices. You might even have to put things right and say sorry to your mom or dad or to your 
siblings, your brothers and sisters, maybe even to your friends. But you must do it. And remember that God will help you when you choose to do the right thing. You can come back to God. He will forgive you. God wants to forgive you. God loves you so much. You can choose to come back to God today, just like Naomi did when she returned to Bethlehem, one of the places where God's chosen people lived. Before they had gone far on their way back to Bethlehem, Naomi turned to Ruth and Orpah, and she said to them, You must go back to your own people and family. She felt there would be no life for them in Bethlehem, like there wouldn't be anything for them. No one would want to marry them because they were from Moab. They would be like outsiders. They would not be from that area. They might not be very accepted. Naomi was caring for her two daughter-in-laws and wanted them to go back to Moab. Naomi kissed them and thanked them for all their kindness. And then they all began to cry. It was a very hard goodbye. Ruth and Orpah said to Naomi, But we're going to go with you. Naomi shook her head. She said, I have no sons for you to marry. There will be no one to take care of you. Go back. Why will you go with me? I can do nothing for you. Now it was Ruth and Orpah's turn to make a hard decision. Would they go back to Moab? Or would they go with Naomi to Bethlehem? Suddenly, Orpha, she decided to go back to Moab. She went back to her people and to the idols that they worshipped in Moab. It was a hard choice. Orpah went back to her own people. Now Ruth and Naomi probably watched as Orpah walked away. And now it was the turn for Ruth. Ruth held on to Naomi. And Naomi said, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Go with her. When Naomi said that Orpah went back to her gods, she's talking about the false gods, the idols. As Ruth listened to Naomi, Ruth had to make a decision. What would Ruth decide? Ruth said, Don't tell me to leave you. Nothing shall make me leave you. I'm coming with you. Ruth decided to go with Naomi. She said, Where you go, I will go, and I will live where you will live. Your people will be my people, and your God shall be my God. I'm going to die where you die, and I'll be buried beside you. If anything but death parts you and me, may God punish me severely. Nothing but death will part us. Don't ask me to go. Naomi did not argue. She was very thankful that Ruth had decided to come. She wanted the only true God to be her God. God had worked in Ruth's life so that she realized this was the right way, the only way for her. It would not be easy, but it was the right choice. Maybe you are not a child of God. You've never come to the Lord Jesus and trusted him to make you right with God. Has God been showing you today that you should trust in Jesus as your Savior? You know there will be changes in your life when you accept Jesus as your Savior. But accepting Jesus as your Savior is the right choice. Ruth had to make a choice that day too. And she chose to make the right choice to go with Naomi to Bethlehem. As we leave Ruth and Naomi, we ask what will happen when they get to Bethlehem? Will the people be glad to see her again? How will Ruth get on there in Bethlehem? Remember, she's from Moab. The people in Bethlehem might not accept her very well. There were many choices for the people in today's Bible lesson, wasn't there? 
Choices for Elimelech and Naomi, choices for Madeline and Chilean, and Orpha and Ruth had to make decisions or choices too. Today you have a choice, and your choice is if you will accept Jesus as your Savior. You might say something like this to Jesus if you want to accept him as your Savior today. You can tell him, Dear Jesus, I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe you died and rose again. Please forgive my sin. I am accepting Jesus as my Savior. Please change me on the inside to live your way with your help. In Jesus' name, amen. When you accept Jesus as your Savior, that's the best choice you could ever make because when you accept him, then he comes into your life to change you on the inside and to forgive your sin. That's the most wonderful decision you could ever make. If you would like to read about Ruth and Orpah and the other people that I talked about today from the Bible, you can read about it in Ruth chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. Ruth chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. That's all for this time. See you next time. Bye.